If you want more Bizarre Albums, this is the time to sign up for Patreon. Weekly bonus episodes, and for the month of September, September is now Raptember. What does that mean? Celebrity rap all month long. So for weekly bonus episodes and more, become a patron at patreon.com slash bizarrealbums. Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Miss Barbara Eden from 1967. In 1945, Randy Wood opened an appliance store in Gallatin, Tennessee. The store also sold a small selection of records. Over time, Wood started realizing that a lot of teenagers were trying to find rhythm and blues records. So he joined forces with Nashville DJs Gene Nobles and Bill Haas Allen and started a mail-order business for hard-to-find records. He started to stock R&B records for a white audience. 1950 would be a big year for Wood. His store would get rid of the appliances and be renamed Randy's Record Store. He became co-owner of local radio station WHIN, and in January of 1950, along with Gene Nobles, he set up Dot Records. The idea was to release records from artists, particularly those from Tennessee, that were played on WHIN. Dot would release records by Ivory Joe Hunter, The Counts, and by 1952, the label had its first number one hit on the R&B charts with the Griffin Brothers, Weepin' and Crying. By 1955, many pop radio stations in the U.S. wouldn't play black musicians, even though artists like Chuck Berry, Little Richard, and Fats Domino were becoming popular with white teenagers. Wood thought that there was a market for R&B songs re-recorded by white singers, allowing them to be played on those pop stations. Wood signed Pat Boone to Dot Records. Boone would record cover versions of R&B songs like Ain't That a Shame, which at one point Boone wanted to change the title to Isn't That a Shame and also a version of Little Richard's Tutti Frutti. In 1956, Wood moved the label to Hollywood, leading to even more commercial success. In 1957, Wood sold Dot Records to Paramount, but continued as the label's president for the next decade. In 1967, one year before Wood left Dot Records, the label would release a very different type of record. From far beyond the galaxies, I've journeyed to this place to study the behavior patterns of the human race. And I find them highly illogical. Longtime listeners of Bizarre Albums might recognize that. It's the song... Highly Illogical, from Leonard Nimoy Presents Mr. Spock's Music from Outer Space. Nimoy was one year into his run on Star Trek at the time. While releasing an album by an actor not known for singing, but for playing an emotionless alien may have seemed highly illogical, it did well enough to lead to another album by Nimoy that would be released later that same year. And Dot Records wasn't done tapping into the TV audience there. 
Back on September 18, 1965, I Dream of Jeannie premiered on NBC. It was a fantasy sitcom starring Barbara Eden as a 2,000-year-old genie, alongside Larry Hagman as an astronaut who later becomes her master, with whom she falls in love with at first sight. The show was actually a response to the ABC sitcom Bewitched that had debuted a year earlier. Believe it or not, at the time, I Dream of Jeannie was a bit risque for television, due to the fact that Jeannie moves in with her male master. NBC had even said that Eden could not show her belly button on screen. But the show was a big hit. By its second season, over 20 million people were watching. And Barbara Eden was the key to its success. Here's Bill Daly, one of the co-stars of I Dream of Jeannie, talking to the Biography Channel about Barbara Eden. That show could have never, ever gone on if it wasn't for Barbara. With anyone else, it couldn't happen. No one knows how brilliant that note is that she does. It, it was innocent, it was charming, it was lovely. Barbara Eden had already had some success acting years before I Dream of Jeannie, appearing on shows like I Love Lucy and Perry Mason. But that wasn't her original plan. She'd grown up with music. She loved listening to Gilbert and Sullivan, opera, and classical music. She sang in her church choir. She studied at the San Francisco Conservatory of Music and sang in dance bands around San Francisco. As much as she loved singing, her life changed direction at the suggestion of her mother. Here's Eden on the Biography Channel. My mother uh, heard me singing one day and said, Barbara, you know you're singing every single note exactly where it ought to be, and you don't mean a thing you're singing. I think you should study some acting. And that's when she started taking acting lessons. And that eventually led to her moving in with her aunt just outside of Los Angeles in San Marino. Oddly enough, her first TV role was playing a dumb blonde who sang off-key on the Johnny Carson show, which was Carson's CBS variety show he had years before becoming the host of The Tonight Show. As her career progressed, while not being involved with music anymore, she was music-adjacent several times. In 1957, she was on the cover of jazz vocalist Herb Jeffries' Say It Ain't So album. In 1960, she co-starred in the movie Flaming Star with Elvis Presley. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After the first two seasons of I Dream of Jeannie, word had gotten out about Eden's love of singing and she was invited to a recording studio to record a song. She gave that recording to her agent, who then reached out to Randy Wood. And just like that, Barbara Eden would sign to record an album for Dot Records. So, in August of 1967, Miss Barbara Eden was released on Dot Records. Jeannie, I wish you could speak English. You're sure, hey, Parian. Somehow I must find a way to please thee, master. I'm a Fool to Care is the album's opener. It's a country song written by Ted Daffin, who had first recorded the song in 1940. Over the years, the song has been covered by artists like Ray Charles, Les Paul and Mary Ford, and even Ringo Starr. Eden's version was even released as a single several months prior to the release of the album. I Get the Fever is the first of two songs on the record written by Nashville songwriter and country music Hall of Famer Bill Anderson. Anderson's own recording of I Get the Fever had gone to number one on the Billboard Hot Country Singles chart just a year prior. Every time I hear the midnight train rolling out to the open plain A sense of freedom fills my veins I get the fever Rebel was another single that was issued by Dot prior to the release of Miss Barbara Eden. The song had been a minor hit ten years prior for another Dot recording artist, Carol Jarvis. Here's a little bit of Eden's version. He's different, yes, different from others I know. They call him a rebel, but I... Dream is a pop and jazz standard written by Capitol Records co-founder Johnny Mercer in 1944. Eden actually had a bit of a history with the song. She used to do the song with the dance bands in San Francisco that she sang with. It would always be their closer. The album's cover really wants to make sure that you know this record is by the woman that's on I Dream of Jeannie. 
Eden is dressed in her genie costume, and it even says star of the TV series I Dream of Genie on the cover. Barely any credits are listed on the album beyond Wood's producing credit. Bill Justice gets the big credit on the album's back cover for arranging and conducting. Justice holds the distinction of having had rock and roll's first instrumental hit with his song Raunchy in 1957. In fact, it was so popular that it reached number two on the Billboard chart by three different artists. His string arrangements can be heard here on I Wouldn't Be a Fool, which was the first single released from the record all the way back in March of 1967. Nobody But a Fool, parentheses, Would Love You, is not only the second Bill Anderson penned song on the record, it's also the third song with Fool in the title. Miss Barbara Eden with the Fool Hat Trick. Nobody But a Fool, Would Love You was initially released as a single by Connie Smith in 1966, and her version peaked at number four on the Billboard Country Music Singles chart. The album's closer is a song called Bend It. It was actually the B-side to the I Wouldn't Be a Fool single. Even though it was the B-side, the back sleeve of the single included instructions on how to do The Bend, a dance move that it says was created by Patrick Kerr of Ready Steady Go fame. Eden even performed Bend It on the December 4th, 1967 episode of The Carol Burnett Show an episode that also featured her Dot Records label mate Leonard Nimoy, though only Eden sang on the episode. After its release, Billboard magazine named Miss Barbara Eden a pop special merit pick and called the record good, clean fun. It received positive reviews from Cashbox as well. However, the album didn't make much of a splash with the public. It quickly went out of print and became a collector's item. But in 2019, Real Gone Music reissued the album for the first time since its initial pressing. And on pink vinyl, no less. Eden would go on to make several singing appearances in movies and TV for years to come, but this would be the only album she ever released. She did have one more single in 1978 called Widow Jones from her appearance in the film Harper Valley PTA. You say we ought to leave these matters to the good discretion of the law. But when you have a shape like Widow Jones, ha, you have a lot of friends. 
Dot Records was sold to several different companies over the next 20 years. Currently, the Dot Pop catalog is managed by Geffen Records under the Universal Music umbrella. In 1997, early Dot Records artist Pat Boone released an album. It wasn't on Dot Records, but on this album, the normally pop, country, and gospel singer released an album of heavy metal covers called In a Metal Mood, No More Mr. Nice Guy. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Faxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Bizarre Albums.